0: you know, that the present kind of gets all upset and like, oh my God, it didn't go the way I want it. It's because we have it tend to that part of ourselves. We we forget that.
1: We're experiencing the most disruptive time in the history of healthcare. With this podcast, I'm gonna connect you with industry and CRNA thought leaders to help you thrive in these unprecedented times. I'm your host, Randy Moore, CEO of the AANA, and this is Moving the Needle. Today on the show, we have Dr. Dina Valachi. Uh, She has uh, has a long and extensive service to the profession and to the professional association. She's held positions, uh, multiple positions at both the state and national level, including president. And she's now the president elect of the AANA. She's been a nurse anesthetist for over 18 years. She has a bachelor's degree in political science. That's interesting. A bachelor's degree in nursing, a master's degree in nurse anesthesia, and a doctorate in nursing practice from Vanderbilt University. Dina has an extensive uh, clinical track record that's uh, both impressive uh, and impactful, and I'm really excited to talk to her today. Well, Dina, it's a real pleasure to have you joining the uh, Moving the Needle. How are how you doing?
0: I'm doing great. How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm good. I, I like the
0: name. I like the name Moving the Needle since I like to say it all the time in the boardroom. <laughs> I
1: know. I, I wish I could. I, I cannot take credit for the name. Uh, someone much smarter than me, Martha, on staff came up with Moving the Needle. But yeah. I, I know good stuff when I hear it, when I see it. And, 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 so it's good stuff. Yeah. Where, where, where are you joining us from? Where are you so
0: at? I'm currently in Key West. Um, okay. This is my main home. Um, my husband and I, we split between here and Michigan. So we spend majority of our time here in Key West. Um, and given that I got elected at President elect, um, I knew I needed a lot of flexibility with my schedule. So I went full 1099. And I'm fortunate to find a couple of assignments that um, are very supportive of me whether I'm out of Michigan or Key West, which is, you know, Key West gets expensive. Yeah. Um, but I'm fortunate that they do. So, and I have a lot of levity with that. So um, then I do a lot of consulting work now. And then um, on a personal note, I think I've mentioned this to you before. My husband and I, we um, are doing an economic redevelopment of one of the, t- the town we live in in Michigan. And so we um, are doing a whole restaurant kind of a little ode back to my history and my family history and running restaurants. And uh, so we're doing a whole multi-level restaurant apartment above um, restoring a um, obsolete building. So it was built by the Masonics. And so uh, it's been interesting, you know, to do it on that level and then, work with the community and um, the city of how to revitalize and create jobs. And especially with COVID, um, it, it, let, it added another layer. Um, and then the importance behind it that uh, the state of Michigan, um, the MEDC supported us to do it. So it's been fun. Um, so now I'm in the creative side with the chef. So we're having a good time.
1: <laughs> so. What's been the hardest part of that? And, and um, did you anticipate it being the hardest part?
0: We did. Um, so it's always understanding that you're coming into a rural community and you're bringing in a bigger um, project that maybe they're not aware of. And so there's different codes and things. You have to figure out the, the culture of the, of the town, but you have to hire the right people. And we were fortunate to hire the correct lawyers um, cause you had to hire a lawyer for a liquor license. you had to hire a lawyer to put the corporation together, but you also had to hire a lawyer that could walk us through the um, grant putting in for the grant money, because you know, as you put with grants with anything, there's layers to that. Of course, Covid hit. um it's a small town, so they didn't have Wi-Fi. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's like, well, we don't know if we could have a meeting. So we're like, we'll provide the Wi-Fi. We'll figure it out for you. So we had to do a lot of uh, creative, Things to uh, keep it going, so we can get it through that whole process. So it's been a two-year process so far. So we're building out now. So hopefully, we'll be open in the summer. Is well, what we're hoping. That's, that's impressive. That is yes. really impressive.
1: So let's <laughs> pivot towards the anesthesia. Sure. I want to ask you the the, the million-dollar question, and there's yeah. only one there's only one right answer to this question. is? <laughs> <laughs> beyond that, beyond obviously, beyond that. Uh, are, are you a, a Miller blade or a Macintosh?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I am a Miller 3 girl. Um, it's not to say that I can't use anything, I can, but there's a finesse to that blade. And I was fortunate. The school I went to was very interesting. The um, CRNAs in that community were all heavy Miller users, and you weren't really allowed to use a Mac blade because they consider that the resident, the physician blade. And uh, there's a level of skill with the Miller 3 to control the tongue. and um, Once I, you know, once I got it, that was kind of it. I mean, I, it doesn't matter how tight the mouth is. I have all these little techniques that you can use with it to get in there. And it's funny when you're used to that smaller blade, when you have the Mac blade, you just feel like you're putting a shovel in somebody's Mm -hmm. mouth. You know, you always have to kind of side it or something. If you have a very big chested person or a short neck, I never have to do that with Miller. You know, and I do a Miller three. I never have to change a blade because if I need the depth, I go in with the depth. You just have to learn how to change your angles of your arm and where you hold the um, laryngoscope to make it work. But again, it's little finesses. So for me, I'm a Miller three, a bougie. And if it ain't going that way, get me a fiber optic. I am I was before the video laryngoscope. They're fine. I did all that stuff, video laryngoscope, retrogrades. I did that all at Mandy. And I just keep it simple, stupid. So it's like, if I don't get it with a Miller three, if I can see anything, I'll try a bougie. If not, just get me the fiber optic and I'll fly it right in. I just keep it quick, quick change, and, and debate. So,
1: I'd be curious how, yeah, <laughs> how how many people, how many how many of our members are wrong like you, and and like the Miller versus the Mac. I, 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 oh yeah, I, well you know I,
0: sometimes I, sometimes men need a handicap. So sometimes <laughs> it's not, you know if it's sophisticated enough for a man to handle that. Oh, I, don't know. I, I
1: I see I see the Mac <laughs> blade as the blade of the gentle gentle woman. Sure, oh, no, you know it's, you can
0: open up a beer bottle with it. I you totally again, it. it's very <laughs> universal. <laughs>
1: Okay, we're, not gonna I guess win
0: this we'll, agree to, we'll agree to
1: disagree on that.
0: Absolutely. Idea.
1: So tell me about, what are you most excited about uh, your year as uh, president of the organization, which starts in, in actually very soon, if you think about it. I mean, Well, it kind of
0: actually has started. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest with you or anybody, um, I'm sure a lot of past leaders can say the same, if you're president-elect, you're kind of lock and step with your president anyway. So you kind of already, like, it's almost like you're kind of done with your when you're your president year, I feel I think a lot of the priming happened um, starting the, in the fall, and then this spring, um, especially how we've revitalized or we rechanged the way we work together, you and I, and creating um, goals. And we do the goals first, and then we're doing mm-hmm. the budget, and then we put in the you know we have this flow going that um, you know I've been working behind the scenes with staff um, getting ready to put the whole charges together, the committee together. You know, you and I have worked through the goals. So I think i kind of been doing that in the back, getting ready to launch, I guess, so to speak. So um, yeah, it's been good. It's exciting. Um, It's fun to work with staff, to see the excitement, to try different things, um, to reformulate, to rethink things a different way. There's been a lot of great collaborative process between um, several of the uh, high key VPs in the organization that I've been working with. So it's been great. Like it's been a very enjoyable experience. I'm excited with the whole. We got the whole IT going. Um, I think Rose is great in our organization, and she, you know, I'm excited to see us go completely, you know, to another level of platform by December. So that's exciting for us. The reimbursement thing, I'm excited about. You know, that just got kicked off this year, and um, I'm. I'm just. I think it's timely for what's going on in our profession with the reimbursement and the challenges we have there. The the le- the leadership stuff that we're going to be trying out. Um, I'm excited with Corn Fairy. I think. We're fortunate to get that kind of level of experience of a company to come in. Um, You know, is it going to be perfect? Who knows? But I mean, I think it's something, it's new and different, and we haven't done anything that invigorating in a long time. Um, So I'm excited. You know, I think it's just see how it works and, you know, kind of just drive that, you know, inspiration and passion and get really revved up for the year. So I'm I'm, I'm excited, especially coming off of COVID. I think everybody's looking for some sense of normalcy a little bit, just a little touch. We know it's going to be different. But hopefully if we can be in person in Austin, um, it would just be nice just to kind of like, wow, we haven't seen this in a year, you know. Yeah. So I think we have a great opportunity to really have that open refresh everything. You know, it gives us that um that liberty to do that. Let's, you know, let's rethink how we do our meeting. Let's rethink how, you know, the branding that's coming out. As a matter of fact, I was on that committee with um several of the board members and Eric O'Connor, and we're getting ready to present it to the board um here in April. It, it was it's been exciting and fun. So um A lot of good stuff, you know, we'll just see what works and what doesn't then be flexible and agile enough to switch and change and, and incorporate other ideas and other members and see who ends up on the board this coming year, you know, we have a whole nother flavor every year you get a little bit of a different flavor of ideas and people and, and how things work. So, you know, it'd be interesting to see how it all connects. You know, I'm, yep. I'm looking for cohesiveness. I'm looking for collaboration. I'm looking for um, team building. I'm looking for people who are willing to work at coming to common grounds and, and thinking outside their box, you know, instead of saying, well, we've always done this way or traditional. I'm looking for the other piece of like, you know, let's, let's give a whirl. Let's see what we can try, you know, and uh, let's try whatever we can, you know, that seems that sounds reasonable and, responds to the members needs and you know I think once we provide that value I think it it makes it easier of a sell to the members to say yeah I don't mind spending 645 for my membership because look what we're doing you know yeah. I'm getting this value so it's exciting
1: yeah it is and one of the things that I, I've noticed is you know and I think there is because there's there's a lot of good stuff going on oh yeah the profession within the professional association there's a lot of movement at the state and national level, and removing barriers, and the ANA is doing things, I think, in a different way, well, in, so, in some respects, doing some right. things a, a little bit different. We're evolving.
0: We're I look at it as we're evolving.
1: Yeah. And I think that is uh, exciting. I'm excited, too. I'm, I'm optimistic. I've always, uh, I, I would say that I'm, I've always said I'm pathologically optimistic, but I, I do think <laughs> that I, I've never been more optimistic about the the, the short and long-term prospects of the organization or, or, or the profession. We have an
0: incredible opportunity. I mean, we really do. It's laying out for us wonderfully economically. Um, I think, and I think we've talked about this before, the biggest piece is really buttoning up our reimbursement. Um, And as long as we're getting paid, then the models are going to move to the favor of the market. And right now the market is screaming for CRNAs. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's time to seize the day and uh, excited to be a part of that, you know?
1: It is. It's just exciting. I I agree with you. It's, it's excited to be on the team and be a part of that, watching that stuff happen and and having an impact too, individually and collectively, the board, Mm -hmm. the staff, uh, the state leaders, there's a lot of rowing in the same direction that's going on.
0: uh, I mean, the state leadership has just blown up. Like, um, even though we haven't had anything really formalized, you know, in a long time since I feel like in 2010, when we had the boot camps and stuff, that was that, I had that cohesiveness with the same leaders at the same time that I was state leaders. And I st- mm-hmm. I see a lot of them still around in the same levels that I am in as well, if not still active. Um, it's going to be exciting to see that this year because it's been so grassroots and I got to give hats off to a lot of that, you know, the that group that's out there. I don't want to name names and then I forget certain people, but I mean, we all know the ones that are out there pushing and our GRC has really committee has really taken hold of working social media and the connectivity with all the state GRC leaders that Mm -hmm. now I, when I get certain calls from certain States for help, it's like, you can see how everybody's already connected and helped weave a good strategy. And we're, we're figuring out what works and we're, we're using it and, and we're iterating it and making it better and tailoring it to each state's needs. So I can see that happening. What would be lovely is now to take it to that next level where we hone it inside the ANA, instead of it going grassroots, it becomes home. Mm-hmm. And then everybody's coming within home to the ANA and it's like, okay, everybody comes to the hub and we get around the, the war room and the war table and say, okay, how are we going to attack this? What can we do? What worked here? How do we, you know, and I, I'd love to Get it to that next level. I think we have that opportunity. I think we're going to have a really cool year to do that because I I see a lot of creativity from the members in um, the advocacy. And I just had a state call me and there were two CNAs, one I had trained back in the day. And she's like, I knew I had to call you because you're, you know, you're spitfire. And I started laughing, but it's just so wonderful to hear her articulate the intricacies of reimbursement and and how she used her arguments. And I just, I sit back in amazement, you know, Um, I think a lot of that had to do with social media and people, you know, from Betsy's group to even the nurse anesthesiology group, those two groups are key Um, as, as they can get a little dicey, don't get me wrong, but I think they've been so powerful in connecting our message and our strategies in a lot of, in a very granular way. So. Yeah.
1: I also think there's, there's an emerging, what I would call, you know, the early leaders of, of the profession who are, you know, that zero to five years who are out of their education changing. and, and, you know, some of them are millennial. I don't want to make broad generalizations, but I'd say that they're, that they're ready to, to be a part of change and, and to make change. And, and they're, you're starting to see that at the state level and it's, and it's actually starting to make itself in way, make its way into the, into the AANA, a- a- you know, national level too. Is these People are folks are. who 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 will are who see what's happening and want to be a part of it. And it's, it's exciting to, to watch them kind of start to exert their influence. Uh, and it's wonderful
0: because it is such an honesty and a breath a breath of fresh air. And and the thing is that that generation. I know everybody's. You know, we have the generations that go through, right? Yeah, they got the older group, the middle group, whatever. But the younger group, like there's a miscommunication between the end groups and it's like they all want the same thing. Everybody wants the same thing. It's just how they go about it and what they value. Mm-hmm. And it's it's interesting, this young crop that's coming up, you know, behind me, which is, you know, I'm not here forever. It's going to be the next group. It's time for me to kind of pass the baton. That's how I look at my role is like, I'm just passing the baton back behind me. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have such a, a value of making things like they just want to see CRNAs win. Like that's it. We're going to win, and and what does it take to win? And they're and they're creative in the way they're doing it. They're doing it in other ways that we that I came up. That we were, we didn't do. We didn't think that way. Mm-hmm. So it's been such a breath of fresh air to see that ingenuity and creativity come up. And it's it, our culture in the, in the couple of years. Like when I resigned, the culture has changed from that shift. There, you can see. It was like the shift where it changed. It was like the aha and like things started breaking down, but then we started rebuilding. Um, And you started seeing that flush of people coming in like, okay, enough of this. Like for instance, like the banquet and stuff, like people don't want that anymore. They want something different. and, and And it's coming that way because they're asking for it. This is what the members want. You know, this is what they're willing to show up for. So we have to be responsive to that. So it's nice to have that fresh thought of how, why don't you do this? Like, you know what? that sounds like a good idea.
1: Mm -hmm. Why not?
0: Why not try it? You know? So it's been nice to have that, that fresh blood come in for sure. For sure. It's healthy. It's so healthy.
1: It's interesting. You know, one of the things that I have had a front row seat for the last, I guess, three and a half years. And before that I was on the board too. So I've had a front row seat into watching people uh, get elected to (laughs) become president elect and then they move Uh. into the presidency (laughs) And I always tell folks when right before the presidential year starts, I'll say, "Look, uh, this is not going to be exactly how you think it's going to go." <laughs>
0: Never uh, you know,
1: yeah, you know w- the the great warrior poet poet Mike Tyson once said, "Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth."
0: And, <laughs> there's always and, and, a turn of the day. Right, <laughs> That's right. what I call it. <laughs>
1: and, and every year, every sure, single year, something. you can count it. What you know, some people. There's always going to be something. Yeah, the known unknowns. We mm-hmm. know. I know there's something coming around the corner. Oh. Uh, and yeah. sometimes it's good, right? I mean, and there's opportunity. You do know I inevitable. have
0: a black cloud, right? I'm just <laughs> saying. <laughs> yes. You ready for this well, year? <laughs> yeah.
1: And I don't think I fully appreciated that until I moved into this role. I was like,
0: oh, this happens oh, yeah.
1: all the time. Oh, yeah. And, and oh, it's yeah. good stuff and it's bad stuff. And, and yeah. one of the things that I've been able to observe with our presidents is uh, that, you know, that there's this epiphany that occurs you know, maybe halfway through the term. Like, wait a minute. This is, my year is not going to be exactly like I wanted. Well, yeah. and, and, and then they come and, you know, it's like grief, right? They, they come, you know, you know. there's denial, there's anger. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 yeah, Okay, that is what it is, right? And, I'm and good. <laughs> How are you preparing for that? You know, you, you, you know th- thoughts about your th- year, but you know, so, you know, there's oh, going to be some so, adversity coming. You so know, there's going to for- be some challenges.
0: So my fortunate, and I never really mention him a lot, um, because it's not necessary, but in this avenue, in this case, speaking of presidents and being a president and dealing with the process of that. Um, I've been fortunate cause I've had Paul and you know, Paul, has Paul Santoro. Really, your yeah. Paul Santoro. Yeah. And he, um, you know, he, as everybody knows, he pulls no punches and I don't some point, you know, we were able to be very good Italian people and, and tell it like it is to each other. Uh-huh. But, you know, he really always talked about, there is a thing at the end with all presidents, they kind of kind of get unpinched. They all kind of yeah. at the end of it, it whether it's, stress of you it didn't go the way you want it to go and you have to make it perfect and and you kind of lose yourself a little bit you know he said there's that it's a phenomenon that we've never really addressed um and i think when they try to address it you know um i think a lot of it was heightened when you had jan stewart um and that whole issue um i also it's
1: a a former president right and who we no longer
0: have yeah right and so because of what had happened with her you know, the, the past presence had come together to see like, what can we do? They, they recognize there's an issue with what do you do about it? So I have to say, he's been really good of Mm. coaching me on that. But I also have had a, um, life coach now for, uh, three years. Mm. I think because I, I'm just doing the best that I can do with what I have. And I'll, if I can make it happen, I make it happen. If I can't, I just can't, you know, I'm one voice, I'm one vote. I do have, you know, 10 of the board members. We all have to, you know, you have to have a majority to get something done. Mm-hmm. Um, the best you can do is lay out your best, you know, offering um, and why. And if it makes sense and it sounds right and it strikes the core, then it will pass. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And you let it go. From there, for me, this isn't my end of my life. You know, this is, this is it's a wonderful thing to go. It's a wonderful experience but I have so much more that's going on. Um, I've diversified myself in other areas. So for me, this is just, this is what I'm doing for my, like, you know, I did I have to run again? I didn't, I mean, I've won, I've lost, I've won, I've lost, you know, did I have to come back again? And I, and I came under with a lot of opposition. I had a lot of detractors out there hmm. and it's like, why did I make that decision to come back and, and kind of take the gun again? Cause it's not easy. This role is not easy as I've told a lot of people that start to campaign and they're starting to like, Oh my God, people are, especially now, People are like, if you don't look like me, talk like me. If you're not exactly what I say, I'm going to come after you and attack you. And that's happened. And I said, you know what? You just got to put, you got to put that aside and say, I'm going to do the best I can do for me. Um, You know, that I want to leave my heart had that calling of, I wanted to do something more. I I wasn't done yet. I didn't feel inside that I was done, that I had something more to leave to my profession. And if it Mm -hmm. was going to be voted for, if I was going to get the blessing to do it, then I was going to do it. And so I was, and that's kind of like my philosophy of how I'm going through this year. I'm just going to do the best that I can. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And I just don't, you don't take the stuff personal. You're going to get people that are going to take shots at you. You're going to get people that are going to I don't like you because I don't like your hair color, whatever, you know, it's okay. It's okay. It really is not a reflection on you. It's just, that's their reflection of them on you. So you do the best you can. You have your voice, but it's really, you're the voice of the member. So you may not agree with what the members want sometimes, but you've got to listen to that and you've got to figure out a way to how to make that work um because you are a representative of the membership it's not you and your idea it's like kind of the president comes in and they have their like pet project it's really not about that it's about we're like that was one of the things we talked about with staff and with you it's like when we had that meeting it's like no we're going to work cohesively where's our goals where do we need to go and how can i facilitate that and make that work mm-hmm. and that's what i feel we have done you know so far that you know that's been going so you know i'm 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 not perfect. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm sure something will get me. I'm, not, I'm human. I understand that. I'm as best as I'm going to do as I'm going to do. And if I have a hiccup, then I just step back and say, okay, God, what are you trying to teach me here? What are you trying to show me that I need to work on myself and then figure it out and move forward? You know, that's just kind of how my philosophy of how I'm going to take it this year. You know, yeah. you do the best you can.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and for our listeners who, who may not know, uh, and, and it's okay that you don't. But, but being president of this organization is no small amount no. of effort and, and commitment oh, wow. of time and energy and, and emotion and all of that. And and you're actually, I mean, you're you're in the I, mean, I should almost said heated battle. That's not appropriate. You're actively engaged. Mm. Once you get to that level, you've been in state leadership in all likelihood, you've been on the board for a few years, likely, you were president elect for a year, and then you're president for a year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of demand on your time on your, on your, uh, yeah, on your, on your emotional energy on, on you gotta every, find that almost balance. every aspect of your life. Yeah. And got to
0: have that balance.
1: Right. And and that's the thing is, you know, understanding it's a marathon and not a sprint, and 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 that it's going to be a long
0: year. It's a long and, year. It's already long. I'll be honest yeah. with you. It's already long as president elect. But mm. I think, like I said, I'd have I have a really solid support. My girls have yeah. been with me through this since I have pictures of them sleeping under the tables of Tana. They worked at Tana. You know, I would always always used to say, No, I'm not gonna be president of the ANA. They used to be yes, you are, yes, you are. I'm like, no, I'm not. And the whole reason this is when they were young, the reason why they wanted me to because. Like, they the hotel room, yeah, okay? And nice. the pools, right? Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> in the pools, right? So that was their whole thing. And so when I finally told them that I was going to run, you know, Olivia looked at me. She goes, well, I already knew that. Hello. It just took you forever to figure it out. You know, they were laughing. So I have a good support system. And the thing, my other hobbies that I've now progressed more, I like to do a lot of outdoors. I ski. ski. With my RA, now it's made it a little harder for me to do in COVID. So I've lost a lot of my endurance. So I'm trying to build it back So I haven't been able to ski. But what I've flipped into is my husband fishes a lot. And I used to fish back when I would lived in Florida. Now I really got into it. So between fly fishing and deep sea fishing, honestly, that's like when we need a break. Like yesterday, we were working and then we looked at each other and we're like, let's go to the boat. And we went on the boat and just got out there. Um, you know, and so that breakaway helps, you've got to have that balance. And and I think COVID, if anything, COVID has taught us all that. The stress that everybody's been under, I think that's what you've seeing now, this whole change in work-life balance. Mm. Um, Why you're seeing the shift of CRNA is looking at less working for companies and saying, maybe I want to do 1099 and have more control of my life schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're seeing people shift out of the cities and thinking like, you know what, I think I'm going to go work rural and I'm going to go work independent. You're seeing um, the workforce study that Salnia did was very interesting that showed that inflection of CRNAs going more interested in independent sites um, looking for scope of practice and looking to get away and do more 1099. So it was, it's kind of interesting to see those numbers shift for them. Yeah. Um, so I think the key thing, what I'd love to see our organization do, and this is something I was talking to staff yesterday on, we have a good health and wellness program as far as drug and rehab, right? We've done wonderful work about that. And we were the leaders of that. When we started that back in the day, the ASA actually came to us and asked us, how did you do this? Because we were the first to do it. I think we're going to iterate it to the next level, working with Lorraine, working with Mary and um, uh, Stacy, we were talking about it. It's like, we need to take wellness to the next level. And um, looking at PTSD, looking about stressors of work, looking about for providers, we can't necessarily go get help. We can, but the problem is with our credentialing. It's getting so particular on you have to attest whether you've had psychiatric help or this, that, and the other. And you also now are starting to have to show your um, medical record. You know, your yearly annual, you're having to submit it. So if you know if you're on there, let's say you're on an antidepressant or whatever, you know, could that be an impact on your ability to work as credentialing? Because it could delay. So I feel those are barriers in our unfortunate profession that I think is limiting people to go get help. Mm-hmm. I also think it's another issue of that when we're in the OR, we're supposed to have all the answers and you know be the calm, cool person. But who's the calm, cool person for us? Who's the person that we get to decompress to? So that's something that I would really love to see us this year just drill down. It's like, I think. And from, I don't want to, but I think they have something in the works actually coming, which they were kind of debriefing me on yesterday. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of excited about that to see that really come forward um, because I think that's the piece that CRNAs don't have. I don't know any healthcare professional that had some kind of, program that talked to them about the stressors of what they went through last year, the financial stressors, COVID, not seeing their family members, family members dying and not getting closure because they couldn't see their grandmother or their grandmother's in the nursing home. And I hadn't seen him for whatever. I think that created a lot of pull on the heart. And, um, I want and that's that's why talking like being president-elect and president's like finding that work-life balance because that that's part of it. That's the whole psychological piece, like you say, you know, that the president kind of gets all upset and like, oh my god, it didn't go the way I want to It's because we have it tend to that part of ourselves. We we yeah. forget that.
1: I think that's important, really exceedingly important point. And one of the things that I I you know personally. I think, I don't think I know, I had not invested uh, enough time and energy in developing my own resilience. And, right. and, and I, you know, as someone who's, who's supposed to be as engaged and, and knowledgeable about leadership and business but and all this hard. stuff, I, I, was, I was neglecting myself. And, and I think that there's a, a lot of people who are probably listening who may be in the same boat. Uh, and, and, and I think it's really important for us. No, it's as, hard. It's hard. caregivers to take care of ourselves.
0: We're supposed to take care of everybody. We need to take care of ourselves. We're we're the last ones to go to the doctor. We're the last Mm -hmm. ones to go address anything. It's like, oh, you got a cold, go to work. You're going to live through it. You know, we never say, oh, you know, I'm I'm under the weather. I need to take some time and and recharge my batteries. Hey, we're supposed to pull call 24-7. You're supposed to, you know, it's bravado to do to, oh, look, I was on call and I worked 18 hours straight. You know, Mm -hmm. is that really good? I mean, is it really at the end of the day to say that you did that? I mean, I did it. Yeah, I did it when I did PEDs and I was on call. And yeah, I worked 18 hours straight, case after case. But oh, yeah. where, where was 20, that good? I, where I was remember that
1: the 24-hour <laughs> you know? shifts right? I used to do. Oh, yeah, never,
0: same thing. And OB, I did the same a, thing. Like, what was well, I, where, where was thinking? I good?
1: I was wrecked for days, you know, after no? the, those bad ones where you're doing C-sections at 3.30 in the morning. And,
0: yeah, and so. And it's, it's bad. Do we have to rethink, like, gee, you know what? Our coworker has been working 12 hours straight. Maybe somebody needs to come in and give them a break. You know, do we need to rethink that and how we're really caring for people? Mm -hmm. It's hard to care for people when you're not caring for yourself. You eventually exhaust yourself and that, and we've lost students. We've lost CRNAs, you know, and it's not because of drug and alcohol. It's the issues underneath. And that's the piece I want to get to. That's the piece. What is the root? What is that problem that, we fail to address, you know, I'm part of a CRNA moms group that it's phenomenal. It's probably one of the, I say, it's the best group on social media because it's all about uplifting women with mm-hmm. kids and whatever. And, you know, many times you get these heart-wrenching stories, you know, if a woman's going through divorce or, you know, she's got an issue with her kid or, you know, something just really hurt her heart. And it's like, it's a wonderful group. Cause you can just, it's like the most safest group that these girls just open up and there's all this like support. You know, a lot of women have been through, you know, domestic violence in our group. And it's interesting. I'd love to see the numbers. We're all strong providers in the OR. But what happens to our love life? And why are we in that kind of dynamic? But there's such stories in there of what these ladies have gone through. And it's 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 sad. It's heart-wrenching. But it's like, well, who was there for them? But we have this, like, little group that's there. You know, even our people that have come entered back into Um, the workforce after drug and alcohol. There's a small CRNA group that's out there. They're very super private. We know the CRNA, SRNA group, we know who they are and where they are um, through the administrators, but they have their own support group because there's nothing there for them. And I'd like to formalize that. I think as the American Association of Senesas, as the hub, we should have a place for everybody to come home. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to see that. I'd like to see that it's not just advocacy. It's not just... You know, see but it's also let's take care of our people because nobody else is and we're the only ones out there that can do it. So I'd like yeah. to see that. I'd like to see that calm round out in that way.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I think that's a great, great vision, great aspiration and something to, to strive for. Oh,
0: yeah, you know, you could always that's what a vision is, right? Yeah. Doesn't mean necessarily we will achieve it, but you do everything you can to get there. Yeah. You know, you give it your best shot. So you give it your best shot. Right
1: let me ask you a question, Dina, as, as we wrap our time up, I, there's a question I, I like to ask folks and, and always get some really interesting answers. <laughs> is, is there something that you've changed your mind about in the last year or so?
0: Oh God. Yes. A lot. Pick the biggest <laughs>
1: one. I'm curious. What, what has Dr. Velocci changed your mind about? Uh, last year? last
0: I'm going to have to say when I got sick with COVID and I was in the hospital, it was like the second day. And I really thought, oh shit, I think I'm buying the farm here. And it just made me relook at what the hell is really important, you know? And I guess it just changed a lot in in how I am, you know, I was born and raised in New York city, Italian immigrant family, you know, there's no Mm -hmm. (laughs) sniveling, you know, there's no sibling. And you have this tough bravado about you. And reality is I'm really not, I've got a very soft side to myself and it's very vulnerable and it gets hurt. Mm -hmm. Um, So taking care of that um, and owning that and being vulnerable and it's okay. I'm fine with who I am. Don't have to prove anything to anybody and, uh, take care of the people I love and make those moments count. So, you know, my girls come home, um, when all our kids come home, when Paul and I get to go hopefully soon to Germany to see his son and his four kids, which we haven't seen now. And, you know, over a year, which is hard, you know, there's only so much zoom calls you can do to Germany. Um, I just, you know, we want to get back there. We want to spend time with them, it's family taking care of you centering, you know, it's been nice. I've, I've got a real life partner that Let's go do things that make us happy. Let's go do things that, you know, we, the best thing we'd love to do is just literally get on the boat, leave our phones, and go 60 miles west of Key West and go fish all day, mm. and nobody can reach us, and it's beautiful, and we have fun, and we laugh, and you know, that's that, all
1: right. I like that. that's
0: the, that's the big thing that changed. Really taking care of myself and just being okay with who I am, just coming center to me, and you know, just give your best effort that you can. That's all you can do
1: think that's a great way to, to end our time together.
0: Yeah. So thanks, thanks. thanks so
1: much for joining
0: me, Dina. I great. appreciate it. This has been great. I'm excited. Yep. So we'll have a good year. It's going to be fun and yep. give it a whirl. Looking forward to it. Absolutely.
1: Thanks so much for your time, Dina. That was a fascinating conversation. And thank you to the listeners for joining us on Moving the Needle. If you like what you're hearing, please feel free to share with your friends and colleagues. Until next time, take care of yourself. Take care of each other.